sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the queen of team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Good morning, good morning, afternoon, or good evening. You've landed on a teen sports radio, either at 96.9 FM, 1030 AM, uh, what am I saying? 1290 AM or Eternity Ready Radio. Thank you all for joining in today. I'm so excited. This is Erica Salda, the queen of teen. We have a beautiful house today. Dr. Amy's in the house. We've got Don Sanders, Christine Marie. More people are going to be joining us here throughout the show. Don uh, Sanders is going to be giving some insights today. We've got Dominique Hackett. I know she's got a hygge. We've got a producer, Richard Dugan. Richard Dugan, we've changed our times. What are new times, are, our rebroadcast times? Our new times, uh, of course, 9 o'clock on Tuesdays. That's, that's our primary post, if you will. But we're also on 8 p.m. on Tuesday evenings, Saturday at 8 a.m., and then 6 p.m. on Sunday evening. So we've got four slots on AM 1290 and FM 96.9, the Santa Barbara News Press radio station. We're also on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and many other locations, too numerous to mention, as well as SantaBarbaraTeenSportsRadio.com <coughs> and, of course, the the internet radio station that you just mentioned. So we're, we, we got, I think we have all the bases covered now. You know, the beautiful thing about this is, is because of all this love we're getting, what I like to do is go back, say, the last seven days. And when I see Frankfurt hit us like eight times um, and there's there's countries in Honduras, there's countries in Africa. We got Brussels. We've got Dublin um, and then Moscow just joined in six plays in Moscow and then a number of new cities including St. Joseph's. I don't know where that is. That just popped up today. I'm going to have to Google that. So I'm really excited. The show is birthed. It's, it, you know, we've been around since 2010. Uh, for those who are not aware, all of our 88 minutes a week now is donated back to the community because this is the community hour. And Dr. D has been so generous uh, in production of all of these commercials. So what we do is we give love back to those who give love to our kids. So this is about teen athletes. And what we try to do is touch those topics that not necessarily the most popular topics, but we want to lovingly say and, and connect to the community in that way. Cause the kids are our future. I'm looking forward to Dominique's Huga, but um, and I know it's going to be paralleling something along the lines with the kids, but let's go around the room. Let's give a little love. Who's going to start off with some love. D Dominique, give me some love. I got a quick shout out to Petco. They uh, did a spa day for our dog, Rudy. He's an older dog. He's like 16 years old. And shout out to Catherine for taking really good care of our older dog, Rudy. Really appreciate you. Thank you so much. And it's nice. When you, when you do the Petco, do the membership. Because after Dominique wanded all the discounts, boop, 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 boop. You know that you know that sound, right? I mean, and I and we, you know, gave a fifteen dollar tip. The whole bill with everything was like sixty bucks. So the membership works, and she is, oh my god, Catherine did a really nice Catherine, job. Catherine, we love you. She's going to get promoted to a manager. It's just one of those places that you don't think about getting your dog taken care of. And I tell you, it, it was just the bomb. Don, who do you want to give some love to? 
I want to give some love to Subarus. Let me explain. My daughter, <laughs> my daughter and her friends went off to the Sierras to climb a 14,000 foot peak. It began to cloud up and rain really badly and they decided they needed to bail. But when they went back down the way they came, the river had risen and it looked almost impassable. So <laughs> they called the ranger station and they said, well, if you don't have high ground clearance and four-wheel drive, sit tight. And they're like, sit tight? Doesn't the river level keep rising when it's raining? <laughs> and so, so they, they assessed the situation, took all their gear out of the car, and with her all-wheel Subaru, all-wheel drive Subaru, she gunned it and got across the creek. And got the heck out of there and came back. And she was a little stressed. I gave her like a three-and-a-half-hour bodywork session. <laughs> nice okay 14,000 foot elevation so what mountain were they at well they were going for it's called Williamson but they had they had backed off to another one that's only 13.9 and I can't remember the name of that one and in a couple of weeks they planned to do Whitney which is 14 plus nice well if they haven't done Mount Baldy I highly recommend Mount Baldy mm. <sighs> it's only 10 but the view is spectacular it is a beautiful mountain uh, speaking of mountain climbing, I did text, reached out to our co-host Heather Bond, and she texted back. She's running a program, um, Trekking Ambassadors through Santa Barbara Wellness. And right now, the text I got back from her was, sorry, I'm in Tanzania. I've been climbing Kilimanjaro for the last week. I'm out of service. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine? <laughs> Go, Heather. Go, Heather. <laughs> so, so Heather Bond's doing this amazing thing of bringing solar-powered uh, lights to uh, very far uh, in the mountains communities, and they're literally called light libraries to help kids with their education. So, Trekking Ambassadors was her brainchild, and she's just doing amazing things. When she comes back, she's going to be working with high school students to um, explore and share all the things that they're up to. Nice. If you want to help Heather out, just go to uh, Santa Barbara Wellness, sbwellness.com and just put Trekking Ambassadors and, um, and support her efforts because that's what she does. Is She's is, posting on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, nice. Good job. Christine Marie, what do you got going? I want to thank my amazing dance troupe, the Baile de California folk dance, um, for our fantastic fun last week and during last week during Fiesta. Um, I think for any youth or teens, we always have teen dancers. If you're interested and you're interested in folk dance and fun, it is a great, it's a great fun. And we have practices on Saturdays and Mondays. And um, if you ever wanted a twirly skirt, this is your thing. You know, for me, my inner child is so happy with these twirly skirts. I can't stand it. And it actually brought me to tears when I was at a, at one of our shows at, at Rockwood for the Rockwood Women's Center. And I just, all the children and, and myself, and I just... I just love the arts and I love dance and dance is athletic. We have to say various. And in fact, I haven't even graduated to the very athletic dances that, um, that were performed like on, um, uh, at the courthouse on Fiesta Pequeña. So um, I, I'm looking forward to those next year. I'm going to keep doing my eating my Wheaties or whatever I need to do and keep working <laughs> out and moving towards those. But I'm really grateful for dance and for um, Diana Replogo Purington or Purington Replogo, who's the who is the the um, 
the leader of the dance troupe and she's amazing. And, and this is hundreds of years of history in Santa Barbara. Really, these dances really stayed in Santa Barbara and it's really powerful to do them. Even like at, at Casa de la where we practice sometimes, I feel like I'm dancing with the ghosts of the people who were there at the time. So it's really wonderful. So I'm really grateful for that. That's awesome. Good job. All right, Dr. Amy, rounding it out, circling around with Dr. Amy. Yeah, well, I'm going to express my gratitude to the Saltwater Divas, which is a group of women who surf. And I think right now we kind of go from 26 to 76, but we'd for sure take older or younger. And, um, you know, like the dance group, like the, you know, having friends to climb peaks with. This is a group of women who enjoy being in the water and surfing and supporting each other. And we'd love to have you. Oh, and you can wow. find us on Meetup on the Meetup app. Wonderful. Nice. How do you know you so look at surprise, surprise, you surf? There's a Facebook yeah, too. I just looked at that. Oh. <laughs> nice. How, how long have you been surfing? Uh, since like four months after I moved here. So, two years almost oh wow so it's all women this group is all women yeah right yeah uh richard ellsworth tried that surfing i don't know how far he got on the surfing now he's got the uh hoverboard now no no, has, no it's a wheelie it's like a wheel. wheel it's a wheelie board it's a single wheel that is he calls it a unicycle but that's not well you know, it is my, well, a uni, but you, one. you stand on it it's that's motorized okay. too it's, yeah, it's, it's a motorized. motorized it's a motorized you know dominique showed me what they're doing they're playing polo now with these unicycles in our Santa of our fields and our, and our polo fields. kids are using the unicycles to play polo oh, wow yeah that was uh highlighted in the montecito journal that came out this last month nice that's oh, awesome all right, Dr. D, we've got like a minute. You want to say, give some love to somebody? Yeah, I'd uh, like to uh, uh, send some love to the... F <laughs> and I do this because I think that it's important to do so when you're having the challenges that uh, I've been facing lately. The folks at Frontier Communications, uh, we've been without internet for, f God, five or six or seven days up on the hill. And uh, we've been making do. Uh, but uh, it's still, it's a very frustrating situation. And uh, uh, so I, you know, it's like the people who are in charge, they don't make the rules. Uh, you know, they're just trying to do their job. That's all they're trying to do. And so I try to keep that in mind that, uh, hey, they're they're doing the best they can. So uh, I'm thankful that they're the people who are answering the phones are doing the best they can. So thank you to them. Nice. Uh, awesome. Anthony Rodriguez just joined us. Hey, Anthony, we're giving love. You just popped in at the perfect time before we take a second break. What do we got here? Uh, got to give a lot of love. People have been very supportive to my family during this difficult time. I just want to say thank you so much, and we very much appreciate it. Yes, I'm sorry for the loss of your uncle. Families first, always. I'm, I'm so excited you're here today. Um, you know, I love you. All right, let's take a little break. It's Eric Salda, the Queen of Team. We'll be back with a lot more after these messages.
Sports. It's Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. I'm Dominique Hackett with Santa Barbara Wellness Center. And this is a Hoga moment where I share stories and life events and happenings that help us feel comfy and cozy in our life and encourage lifelong learning for teens, adults, for everyone. So uh, the story that I want to share this morning, it's an old one and it shows up in a lot of different cultures, but it's a story about uh, interaction of animals. And the nice thing about interacting, telling stories that interact with animals is it takes our human relating uh, to, it gets to take a back step. And so we can look at animals and laugh and uh, and think about things, but not necessarily feel that we are personally being attacked. So this is a story about a crow and a swan. So there's this beautiful crow that a couple of boys were really admiring. And every day they shared their food with this crow. And this crow felt really special. And this crow decided he was so special that he was the best bird. He was the most handsome bird, and especially he was the best bird at flying. And one day he saw a flock of swans fly over, and he shouted out at them that how this is his territory, and he's really, you know, in charge of everything that is handsome and excellent flying and they're just not very good they're not beautiful and, and they don't they don't they don't compare to how great of a flyer he is well one of the swans paused and started interacting with him and said well if you really feel that way that you're the best flyer how about a challenge and so they had a flying challenge and the crow started out he was amazing not only could he fly up and down he could do a little forward and backwards move he could do little swirls he could do all sorts of aerial dynamics that were just unbelievable and for sure you'd know that a swan could not fly like a crow so he thought ah, i got this in the bag then the swan said all right for my part of the challenge we're going to fly out over the ocean are you game are you ready come with me and the crow's like sure so they take off and they're flying out over the ocean. And if you've ever seen large birds fly out over the ocean, they kind of get into a gear and you notice that it's almost like they barely have to flap their wings. It's like they're riding on air currents. Well, this was not an area of flying that the crow really had any experience with. And the crow is flapping his wings and flapping his wings and he's going up and down and he can't quite figure out the air currents. And he's, wow, he's getting really tired. And the swan realizes he's so tired, the dude's going to drop and hit the water. So the swan sweeps over, picks him up and puts him on his back and helps take him back to shore. And then they have a conversation and the crows, there's a saying, eight crow, um, the crow is that where that came from? This story? <laughs> Who nah, knows? I could share that now. And he says to the swan, wow, I did not realize the skill that you had in flying that I clearly don't have and may never have. It's not just something that my body just can't do. And, and I'm humbled by this experience and they became best friends. Mm. That's how I'm choosing to close down this Huga story moment. So there's a lot of elements in stories that you can look at when you're looking at personal relationships. And when we talk, especially with teens, when we talk about how to enrich our life and learn 
from morals of stories and so forth, we learn a couple of things. But number one, you can always take many meanings from a story. There's a lot of things that you can learn from this story. Um, and then number two, you also look at it and you say, wow, where have I acted in my life like a crow or where have I acted in my life like the swan? Um, or maybe I was just an observer of the two of them having conversing and having this experience. And so through uh, doing storytelling, we get to look at our character and we get to learn how to better relate to people. Hmm. So what I like about that story is where the crow had to want to evolve and reach a higher consciousness because another crow could have done that. And then all of a sudden they're pointing fingers. You tried to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) And now all the crows are going to get all the crows together. We're just going to do do do's, you know, (laughs) on your nest. You know what I'm saying? Well, so that's, that's a problem though. That's, that's what we face, I think. And we see that in, friendships and we see that raising kids and everything is how are they going to adapt? Are they going to be open-minded? I mean, so this is where we need Dr. Amy and people like Dr. Amy, uh, Sarah Boatwright to teach us the skills because not necessarily they're just going to fall right in. Oh, and have a love fest. Sometimes there's going to be some anger, some bumps, speed bumps along the way. Dr. Amy, Dr. Amy, I changed your name. Dr. Amy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I was just thinking, right, like, all the lessons in that story. So, kind of the pride, the competition, the learning, the, and like, the way that the swan chose to teach it. And I have to say, I'm really hung up on can swans really fly? Like I think of swans as like paddling around in water. So I'm, my brain is having a moment, but we'll assume that they can fly for sake of the story. Like that the, the swan, how the swan chose to teach or or share or expand the dialogue was, um, you know, meeting the crow where the crow was and using that and being playful and being compassionate. So there, I mean, the story's just so, so rich and interesting, and I'm sure there's more that we can learn from it. Nice. Yeah, it's, uh, and I think this is why this uh, story appears in a lot of different cultures is because it's so fascinating looking at personality traits and so forth. I was, I was struck by the pride that happened for the crow. I mean, he got special attention. And so many times, especially for teens, when you start out in life and in high school and so forth, especially in sports and stuff, and you start getting all that special attention and accolades because you're amazing at this, that, or the other thing, that this is part of our personality development is how do we handle the pride that we have in ourselves for having been accomplished, well-deserved, but then how do we... um, how do we work with that sense of pride when we're interacting with others? Well, and it's interesting because pride is kind of related to self-esteem and self-esteem. I think we've talked about it in the past, but it's like, if it goes up with your accomplishments, then it also comes down. And it's like, you can enjoy your accomplishments and you can have compassion for when things aren't going your way, but you want to have kind of this balance of not t- 
taking either your successes or your failures too personally. True. Don? Yeah, that made me think of um, in uh, Buddhism, there's a thing called the eight winds. And it talks about, <laughs> it talks about n- neither being... Uh, neither being elated by the good times or, you know, despair in the bad times. As a matter of fact, the, the uh, bad times or the slow times or these new times uh, that we've been getting into in the last couple of years when everything seems to have kind of shifted and rearranged. There's a great poem by Wendell Berry. He says, it may be that when we no longer know what to do, we have come to our real work. And that when we no longer know which way to go, we have come to our real journey. The mind that is not baffled is not employed. The impeded stream is the one that sings. So I think that's good for these times. I didn't say before, donsmassageohide.com. I'm trained in structural integration to unwind you from overuse, disuse, and misuse. Mm -hmm. Good thing for right now. And if you're a crow, you get a discount. (laughs) (laughs) discounts to crows (laughs) christine we got to take a break but i want to hear your thoughts um well it it really ties into the this this ties into the cards that 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 i was going to pick today which is the well that has this that's not i was going to pick but the card for today is the sixth card which is the lover's card a lot of people think it's relationship but um i when i can talk about it after the break but it's really the individuation process it's becoming ourselves it's really doing that self-work and it's the inner mystical marriage how do we love ourselves and accept ourselves and good bad ugly beautiful wonderful all of those things so i would love to talk about that more after the break let's do it this is erica salter got christine marie from A View from the Deck right after these messages. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. This is Christine Marie with A View from the Deck. If you're interested in readings or talking about Tarot or I don't know, whatever, you can always give me a call at 805-350-2705. So we have just been talking about swans and crows and ego and pride. I don't know, as we were talking before the break, uh, the, you know, pride cometh before the fall is what came to mind, um, which is that sense of, yeah, if, 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 if uh, what Dr. Amy said, uh, you know, if, if everything, if, if our, if our self-esteem is based upon, you know, the accolades we get, then it's also going to be based upon the falls that we do. So it's good to keep an even keel with those eight wins that Don brought up. Um, and um, the lover's card, which is the individuation card. It's a, you know, it's an interesting card in, in, in my deck. Um, it's two people that are, that are um, hugging each other and um, they've got children around them and there's a lion and an eagle. And it's, it's really, it's about the inner mystical marriage. And actually this card always goes funnily enough. I always find the partner card within every tarot deck, the partner card of the lovers is the devil. 
um, and the devil is the card 15. And it's almost always the off. It looks very similar to the levers in many decks. And it's the opposite. It's like two people that aren't facing each other and they're, they're caught up in their things and they're looking, they're really having a hard time. They won't look inside at what's going on. And the idea is, is that when we take responsibility for ourselves um, and we, we, we look at our shadow, we look at the stuff that we blame other people for that we, and we take responsibility for those situations, we can turn around and see each other and embrace ourselves for our good and our bad, for our light and our dark. And, um, and it's in that, like in the devil card, at least in my deck, it's the nature God Pan and he's piercing the heart with a caduceus, which is the, the mercurial staff, right? With the wings and the snakes. And, and in the lover's card, there's always a Cupid who's about to pierce the heart, right? With love. And so there's these, these two gods that are kind of helping us in a certain way. But in, in a way, it can be either things. Like sometimes you could look at the lovers as the pride and the devil as the fall, right? It's that balance between those two things and the individuation process. So, of course, I look at the cards with a Jungian perspective. And um, Carl Jung is the one who came up with the word individuation process. And it really... They, some people say it doesn't even start until we're in our 40s when you've got some life under your belt. You get to know who you are. But at a certain point in time, you just become you because everybody else has taken. And all these things where we've tried on different things to try to be this and try to be that and try to be something else. Eventually, just being ourselves is, is feels the best. <laughs> and the more we are ourselves, the more we do our work. And, and take a look at those shadows that are inside it, the more, the more prides and falls we have bring us back into balance with ourselves, right? Because we, after enough times of, of thinking that we're really great because we accomplished something really great and then thinking that we're really bad because we failed at something, we come back to that balance of saying, well, I'm just me. And sometimes I fail and sometimes I succeed and I'm still I'm in just process. me. I'm in process, <laughs> right? And I'm all of these things. One of my, you know, my chiropractor, um, Relascio, it's Network Chiropractic, he has me say certain things where like, like, well, sometimes I'm sad and sometimes I'm happy and sometimes I'm angry and sometimes I'm this. And then he makes me laugh and go, but ha, 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 it's all me, right? And so that sense of being me and, I, and, and me when I'm happy and me when I'm sad and still loving myself through those things is really important. And that's what I think is the inner mystical marriage, the capacity to follow our heart, the capacity to get the eagle eye perspective, the capacity to do creative things that really inspire us. And, and that, that's a good, that's the good partnership with ourselves, right? That's when we're in the lovers. So nice. that's, I love that. And uh, for some reason or another, you're talking made me think about the time that I spent on uh, my track team in high school. And uh, there's something about uh, in teen sports where you have relationships with so many different people and people that you might not have related mm -hmm. to in, in other ways, like passing down the hall, you might never have picked this person as a friend. And yet you get to interact with them through sports and learn things in relationships and learn things about yourself. I experienced a lot of my growing and evolving personality through my participation in sports. And I, I really want to encourage teens and encourage parents, um, especially with, you know, the, the health and so forth. We've been so shut down and now we're opening back up again. Please get back involved in sports because it's, it's really enriches your life. Or yeah. something else. It doesn't need to be sports, but find something Music, that you debate love. Debate team. That, chef, dance. That dance. Lets you, singing. 
Yeah, that lets you, you know, as Dominique was saying, interact with people that you might not have otherwise, that challenges you, that lets you help and support others. Yeah, I would say, too, I have to say that um, my senior year in high school, I played softball and I'd had a horrible experience in high school until that time. But something brought me together with these people um, that I had judged from a different perspective. And then when I was on a team with these different people, um, I got to see people who I thought I had liked and didn't actually like so much. And I got to see people who I didn't know at all and became really dear friends. And it was a powerful and wonderful experience. And I wished that at my freshman year, that my parent had said to me, not, you know, do whatever you want, but what sport are you going to pick? Pick one or pick some team event, pick team structure, because that's what you're going to do. And it, because it, it changes everything, helps us see each other. Fun. Another perspective I'm getting here is, you know, if you have a tendency to be a loner, just remember, and we, we can, none of us get what we want to get accomplished done all alone. And, and, uh, you know, you really need to, I, for the longest time now, I've been following a prayer, you know, following where this prayer of engagement takes me. And it keeps, it keeps, you know, like somebody just mentioned about teammates. I just struck up some real nice friendships at my gym, you know, that I, guys I'd seen and I hadn't really talked to, and it just keeps going on and on. And, and, uh, I realized, you know, like uh, my mother before me had a tendency to kind of go it alone if she wasn't finding the help she needed. And I think I maybe picked a little of that up and I'm, I'm really wanting to unwind out of that in this part of life. I think that's part of what we were talking about here. It's going to yeah. be, in, it's going to be interesting with the, I, I go to a community pool where my friend lives and uh, often that there's kids at summertime, often there's kids in the afternoon and I'm like the only one there. And so I, I strike up conversations with um, them. It's funny, and maybe just the group that I'm bumping into, but it's going to be interesting to see this last two years of shutdown because the incoming freshmen that I've bumped into, I've bumped into four right now, one going to DP, three going to San Marcos. It's like, oh, how exciting. You're going to start as a freshman year. You play sports? No. Um, do you know the theater group that they have? And both of those are the subs. I'm just trying to, yeah, just trying to pick all different things. And these kids just, I don't know why I just bumped in. I'm just perplexed. And I don't know if, and I didn't go, let's go deep is because you got shut down the last two years. You just pretty much disassociated yourself with, you know, the community as a whole. So it's going to be interesting to see at these rising seventh and eighth graders that are now freshmen. So their junior high experience has been horrible. And that's when the hormones change. I'm going to get into Dr. Amy and what her thoughts are. I mean, it's only we're just going to only see what's going to happen out of this. If we see elevation of sports or, uh, you know, not I want to say dumbness down, but they just didn't have the uh, amount of connections that they would have had had we not been in a pandemic. Dr. Amy. Yeah, well, I think, right, pe people dealt with the shutdown in different ways. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of teens became more insular and isolated and attached to their phones. And so I think we as the grownups who are, um, you know, wanting to help them kind of come out of their cocoons are going to need to maybe adapt and be more inviting, understand that they've missed some social emotional development and exactly reset our expectations because freshmen socially and emotionally may be behaving much more like seventh graders and 
if you're a coach who's coached for a decade and you have a sense of what a freshman should be, the freshman that you're getting now may not may not meet that. And so it's going to be a little bit more kind of gentleness and compassion and yes, encouragement and setting expectations. But I think everybody needs to realize that it's a new, a new normal and where the kids are going to need more support for sure. Mm-hmm. In emerging- I mean, you, we, we can't, you can't forget. I mean, the, 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 the gyms were empty. You couldn't, you, and then you were allowed one person to watch. So they're not even going to used to the fans, you know, the clapping, the cheering, all that stuff develops in making you a great player pressure wise. It's going to be very, very interesting. I'm finding the whole thing fascinating because now I, I have to find an incoming freshman that is the incoming freshmen that I'm used to talking to since we're around kids with teen sports radio, having teen co-hosts for 12 years now. And this is the first time that I've ever planted it all over the place because I really use relationships to get the kids, but I always get kids uh, reaching out to teen sports radio to be co-hosts. And this is the first time it's been like two weeks now and I haven't gotten a nibble and I'm like, "Mm," because I want the freshmen. Well, and I want to say to for the coaches and the ADs, like if you want help and support in helping your coaches build the skills they're going to need with their athletes and helping the athletes build the skills that they're going to need for their sports or your theater people build the skills they need for theater. um, Yeah, I'm here for you. So stillquietplace.com. Reach out. Great. Well, we've got Dr. Amy up next. And then after that, we've got Anthony Rodriguez. So stay tuned. Philippi Coffee will be back with more after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hello, this is Dr. Amy Saltzman from stillquietplace.com and spotaspider.com. And on the break, we were talking about sports and post-COVID lethargy and getting our kids engaged and embodied again. And um, I'm an athlete. I think sports is a phenomenal way to do that. I also feel dance and music or maybe you want to do debate, but find something that inspires you, that challenges you, that delights you, that maybe occasionally pisses you off because that's where the learning happens. And um, I think it has been easy during COVID to kind of retreat into our shells. And um, 
it's it's time to stretch a little. And if you need support, then seek support. But uh, yeah, come come back into the world a little bit. Yeah, Don. I was thinking back to uh, we had a, a college student that was a playground monitor in sixth grade, and I had had two major growth spurts. On the break, we were talking about people that grow and grow, and maybe they can't find their way in any particular sport, but. I had been in five sports till it narrowed down in college, but I had had two major growth spurts that just made me have to get to know my body all over again. And it was very disabling and, and confusing for a while. And this guy in sixth grade saw me hanging back he, and he just said, uh, just, just get a little bit, just get more active. He just kept goading me to get more active. And that has served me until this day onward. Love it. Alex, have you worked with, teens or people that are like, wow, how do you just actually be in this physical body? Oh, oh yeah. Actually, I have four boys that I'm working with right now, uh, ages seven, nine, 10, and 11. Um, and there's two of them. There are two brothers, you know, two sets of brothers. And uh, they, <laughs> they're, they're, they have, we've spent the last six months just trying to control their bodies. And it's just, it's a discovery. They really don't know how to move all that well. They don't have the control, the strength, the stamina. Um, they're great though. And now to see where they are, to see that they can really do burpees really well. And now they're getting acclimated. And what I've really seen is what it's done to them mentally. They, they have confidence now. And then they're playing sports. They're playing so uh, soccer and, and baseball. And you can see their confidence that they, they tell me how they're having success on the field, whether it's running or hitting or throwing, you know, they're running faster, they're hitting harder, they're throwing harder. And it's all these positive side effects that are just incredible for them. And I, I think sports is just a great segue to figuring out who you are, what you love to do physically and, and how you can really get lost in it and forget about the world and have it be, you know, a big stress relief. In a, in a world of discovery. It's, it's Dr. Amy. And they're so, you know, we, when we think about sports, we think about knowing and moving our bodies and how to move, you know, how to sense things internally, whether you're hungry, whether you're tired, whether you're dehydrated. So it helps us with our self-care, but our body is also where our thoughts and our emotions and our spirit show up. And so if we can engage our body in some way, um, then we have all that information. So we're not just learning the physical through the body. We're learning the mental, emotional, and the spiritual as well. I, I agree with that. And I think the, the energy in motion, when we expend our, you know, emotion can be also called energy in motion. We often hold it in our body in certain places. And I think for me, even in, in the, when I was talking about the softball, I really was able to get in touch with parts of my body. I had never done that. I refused to do any sports and anything to get out of my comfort zone. And so when I actually made myself do it and did well, better than I expected for myself and better than other people expected for me and that, you know, and the teamwork. And even if I didn't like somebody, they were on my team. And so we had it together. We were a team and we pulled it together. And so it was such a powerful experience. It changed 
it changed me so that when I went into college, I started doing more sports and exploring more things and figuring out what worked for my body. So it was a powerful experience. And I just think, too, that and in schools are doing this, but they, they should launch uh, a, a huge club program because oftentimes yeah. what happens in, say, basketball, you know, 60 kids try out. Well, what are you going to do with the 40 that don't make it? So um, if create they could clubs. play uh, intramurals, that would be great. Create clubs within the schools. That's why our Friday night lights and we'd be going to getting an update um, hopefully in this next week. It looks good. It's positive. So we've uh, have not lost uh, the flag program. Football. Yeah. Flag football is still alive and breathing, which is exciting. So um, let's wrap up. We've got another segment. This is Erica Salda, the queen of team. We'll be back with more after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hello. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. This is Dominique Hackett. I just wanted to share a quick true story of my experience with teen sports. I started out watching my brother play soccer and I would race up and down the field shouting at him and everything. My parents said, hey, why don't you play? So I popped on and I played AYSO soccer and my coach happened to be an English teacher at school. And the interesting thing is I wasn't that great of a soccer player. I I was a fullback Um, anyway, but I enjoyed the experience. I enjoyed the team experience, but my coach looked at me and said, Hey, I'm on the AYSO board, the the, um, student board, the student association board at at high school that you're going into as a freshman, and we don't have anyone to be on an election committee. Will you please take an office and be on the election committee and help just get things going? I know you're a freshman and everything, but you seem to be a really good person when you take this on. So I went from teen sports to jumping into being part of our school body, and I became part of the election committee. And then all of a sudden I'm in front of all the kids at school talking about how great it is to be a part of the election committee and what you do and so forth and getting other kids to be on with me so that we could then have school elections. And then all of a sudden I'm talking to someone and I'm on into the yearbook and I'm part of the yearbook class. So I went from teen sports and all of a sudden got pulled into lots of different things, but I got there because of adults encouraging me to do something. Nice. So I just want to uh, encourage that it doesn't mean that you're going to be this outstanding athlete, but there may be so many other experiences that you have because of the sport that you jumped into. It's all about connecting, guys. We got we've got to take some time, whether it be a grandchild or a neighbor. We don't know what a person's going to be dressed up as as being the messenger, but if you can identify uh, any kid 
and yeah. just strike up a conversation with that person. Be interested in them and in what they're doing. Offer suggestions. Be excited because we're, we're coming. It's kind of like a look at this year's a renaissance, Dr. Yeah. Amy. Oh, I like that. Well, can I can I just enter sure. real quick and say that my um, my high school softball coach was my English teacher, and um, I, I had I went straight onto the varsity team. I was a pine rider. There were people who didn't think I could do anything. You know, it almost wanted to make me cry, but I got most improved player because he believed I needed to do that and be on that team, and it changed my life. So okay. I didn't realize. <laughs> I know I get all teary. I've been teary in a while. It's a teary wow. time, but it did. And he, Through the washy washy. His you confidence, that his you confidence held, in me was powerful. You've held that emotion for a long time, Christine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't realize it was coming what out. Christine is saying is it's, it is a shout out to what Erica has been saying all show, which is as adults, we never know how we're going to impact a particular young person's life in that way, right? It's decades and you can still see it in Christine Marie's face, the power of the connection with that one adult who made such a phenomenal difference. And so as adults, we need to remember that we have the opportunity to be that person for many young people in our lives. Go, sure. Alex. Yeah, <laughs> it's too funny because Diane Armet, Mrs. Cretchy, Mr. Reed, Mr. Waltz. I can name every coach I ever had because I've got so blessed with great coaches. I mean, I couldn't do that with all the teachers I've ever had. So that's that most inspirational. So be that inspiration. OK, this week, let's do that. Let's connect. This is a renaissance. God bless. See you next week. Yeah.